this world that's filled with so much noise and information, how do we really stand out and be who we were really meant to be? In this podcast, we focus on injecting you with positivity, optimism, and strategies all centered around helping you be who you were always meant to be in business and life. Be inspired to show up in your own skin to learn strategies, habits, and skills from others as we share our own life journeys and stories. There's no other you, and you know yourself better than anyone else. So be prepared to take away habitual tidbits, tactics that will encourage you to pursue and live your life, not the one others want you to live. Welcome to Stand Out Be You, where you don't have to be perfect, you just have to be you. Welcome back to Stand Out Be You. I'm Tequila Doddard, your host. You're listening to another episode where I bring to you the stories of solopreneurs and small business owners who are making an impact in their own way within our communities. I'm super excited to be here with you today with another solopreneur who is giving back to our community in a very different way and creating a lifestyle of her own. As you know, Stand Out Be You is about capturing the story of you, and I have here with us today, Ashley Logston. What I loved about this interview with Ashley is the adventurous lifestyle she's created with her family as they travel the country. I also admire her energy to give back to families by helping them create their overall family vision. I'm excited for you to listen to her story about RV in the United States. I've always been interested in this topic. Ashley is a marriage and family coach who helps families shift from chaos and reaction mode in order to live life with intention. She helps take family's mindset from the one day it's going to happen to let's do it. Before we take a listen to Ashley and her strategies, I have to ask you a question. Have you joined the Standout BU community where all the Standout BU guests are collaborating and helping others in their businesses and in life? I'm in there too. Go to tequiladaughter.com forward slash community to join us. Okay, Ashley, welcome to Standout BU. Tell us a little bit more about you and what you do. All right. Thank you so much for having me on, Tequila. I am very excited to be on and to and to have the opportunity to connect virtually when we are literally across the world from each other. So like you said, I'm a marriage and family coach. I have worked in my own company, Mama Says Namaste, working with families for the past three and a half years. And um, my other hat that I wear in the same arena is on the business professional side. I helped run my father's business 48 days, and we help people to find the work that they love and not just trying to craft their life around the work they have to do, but really looking at the life they want and then how to make that that work be something they thrive in. And in both arenas, my main focus is on understanding who you are, because we believe that, you know, 85% of the process of finding the work you love, or all of the process of really being connected and engaged in your family and your community and in your personal life is really having a good understanding of who you are. And so when we go into personality styles and really understanding what our strengths are and how the uniqueness in each of us strengthens all of us, that's the part that really makes me come alive. 
Yeah, that's so great. Um, listeners, you know how it always happens. I'm a talker, so we got to talk and we had a lot of good stuff we were speaking about before I started recording. <laughs> but <laughs> Ashley, she was getting into just actually telling me too how she really got started with traveling and in the RV arena yes. because we started talking about some stats. Tell us a little bit more about that. Okay, so in this process of us, you know, helping other people, finding the things that they want to do and thriving in their homes, we were in a position in our lives where it was kind of, you know, okay, here we are, we're bringing in, you know, great income, we've got the three kids, the dog, the white picket fence, the whole deal, what are we supposed to do next? And we started to look at what was our next thing. And what happened is we actually, it started by us, Nathan and I, my husband and I going on our 10 year wedding anniversary, and I was reading the book by Danielle Laporte, The Firestarter Sessions. And in that book, she talks about finding goals and setting goals. But then she digs a little bit deeper and she says, what's that feeling behind the goal? And that was something that really rocked my world and had me kind of take a step back and look at, okay, what do I want to do? We wanted to travel. We knew we wanted to travel. But then we started to look at how can we make that happen now in our lives. And so in that trip that we did, we started to lay out what our dreams were and what our things are that we wanted to do. But then we went deeper into what are those feelings and emotions and, you know, that feeling of awe, that wonder, that curiosity of seeing something new. And we started to see how could we incorporate that in our daily lives. So the quick cliff notes version is we came back, we started getting intentional about incorporating it in those little moments of wonder, even in our daily lives. And we also took what our one day dreams were and we put a date on it because it will always remain one day until you put that date on it. And so we came back and I booked us for a month in Costa Rica in eight months from eight months from that time. So we came back, we did a month in Costa Rica. It was absolute, it was an absolutely amazing experience. My youngest had just turned three at that time. So I had a three, six and nine year old. And uh, we spent a month there. We, at that point, had definitely gotten the adventure mindset. We were loving it and we were debating on moving there. But we had the little obstacle of having a dog. And we were debating about, do we need to pick up and do international travel and move all over or do we want to go to Costa Rica? And we started to think about how much of our own country we hadn't explored. And then, so randomly on Facebook, I find this RVing community that had 28,000 members in it. And I'm going, 28,000 people are interested in RVing that have families? I mean, I thought that was just what retirees do. So did a little bit more digging and figured out that this was an amazing solution for us to be able to explore our own country and to take our dog along with us because she's such an important part of our family. And so we started making plans for RV in the States full time. So October of 2016, we hit the road full time. And in that, we've now spent two years on the road. We've seen 48 states. And we have found a robust RVing community that is not just retirees, but even in, I mean, just in my small families group that I have, I'm just involved in one of the many groups and communities that are out there. Just in my small community, there's about 2,000 families with young children that are doing this. And then I saw a statistic, and I cannot remember where I saw it, but just last week I saw one that said that there are over a million Americans that are RVing full time. Not a million retirees, but a million Americans that are RVing full-time. This is something that is gaining such popularity. And then whether you're a millennial or parents with small children at home or retirees or anywhere in between, 
there are a lot of people that are out there doing yeah. it and we've seen it. And here I thought it was like my idea because we have it put down <laughs> in our goals to do this in like another three, four years. And I was like, oh, I've got like an idea. So now you've opened my mind to like, oh, now I can connect with a lot of individuals because I'm sure right. inside these communities, you already have everything mapped out. So you've really made it easier if someone wants to do this particular um, yes. RVing across the United States because we in the three to four years we thought we've never like you just said really explored our United States. Mm-hmm. I mean we've done a lot inside of other countries but not really in our state or our country itself. So we really want to get back there and explore. And we thought, oh, why don't we drive across country and RV it and go to all the major parks, so forth and right. so on. Well, and that was something where as we started doing our travels, we had more and more people asking. And, you know, there are a lot of people that dream of it. You know, they want to do it one day. And the thought of going full time is really intimidating. So last year, I worked with the company and we created 90 day family road trip. And what I did in it is instead of go full time, because that sounds really scary. We pulled it back to 90 days. You know the power of that 90 days and the habits that it creates and the way that it shifts your mindset. And even when we started on the road, we looked at the first 90 days was our trial, was to see whether or not we were going to do it. We gave it a 90-day commitment first. And then that really gave us the confidence to determine whether or not we wanted to stick with it, which clearly we chose to. So in that, I created a free webinar and then a full course that kind of walks people through the process. And what I added in, unlike some of the other how-to courses, is that marriage and family component, because it's not just about creating that perfect road trip where you only stay at 70 degree weather because there's that one out there. There's all these different perfect road trips, but you can have a, a perfect idea. But if your family is not on the same page and you have different expectations of what's going to happen, it can really be a nightmare. And so when you get yeah. your family on the same page, oh my gosh, it can be a beautiful adventure as well. Yeah. yeah. You know, one of the things that we did inside of our family and my husband, when I did this, he was like, what? 10 year plan. I was like, here we're going to be like, this is like 10 years ago. Now maybe seven. He's like, why are you playing so far out? I said, because we need to know. I'm like, when you make those plans and you kind of set this a little bit earlier, you're able to really stay on a path of, you know, where you need to go. And even if you get off path, you can go that direction. But then if you have it laid out and mapped out, you can get back on. And it's amazing how much of a difference that Mm -hmm. makes. And I did hear you also um, speak about, I mean, you didn't really say it, but it's mindset. It's really shifting your mindset when you set that 90 day. How Mm -hmm. do you go about doing that with individuals? Because you know, as families and even just as human beings, we get stuck in that routine and that routine. But you and I know when you open up to adventure, it's not really a routine that you're on. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Well, the first thing that I always do when I'm working with families is discussing, I mean, you're talking about the 10 year game plan. I mean, when we're talking business, we're so quick to jump to what's your mission statement? What's your business vision? We have these different things that we talk about that, that we're supposed to have, our elevator pitch, you know, all these things that we do for business. But how often do we actually sit and, and discuss with our family, this is what we want our family to look like. This is what feelings we want to have when we come into our home and getting on the same page with that. So the first thing we do is we lay out what is your family vision? And it includes the whole family. And this can happen even with small children. And um, we did this with our family. And it was, it was really powerful to start 
with this process because we started to see where are the common themes? What does everybody want? And travel was one of those. And so we knew that that was going to be a part of it. And we boiled our family vision down to the six simple words, explore, respect, listen, connect, learn, and love. And so everything that we do forward goes back to that vision. So we can create the lofty 10-year goals and we can go very far in the future without feeling confined because what we're doing is we're still constantly bouncing back to what our vision is and understanding the fact that as our kids grow, what we thought we would do may shift a little bit. But as long as we stay in line with what that vision is, it can be a beautiful adaptation and not just us, you know, swerving completely in a different direction. So that's really been helpful for helping families to kind of figure out what they want is going back to what do you want your family to look like and have you ever clearly communicated it? Or are you just reacting to what's thrown your way? Yeah. And it's so important because I, you know, I just said one of my overall goals within Stand Out BU and what I do is to really get more individuals where they want to be in life. And most times that's to spend more quality time with their family and their friends mm-hmm. and to be happy and to be happy. Right. And I think yes. even the listeners that are listening here right now, I was even talking to someone the other day, it's like, where is your happy? Even when you feel like you are not happy you got to find that glimpse of happiness in order for you just to get on the right track with yourself. And when yeah. you're able to do that and you're able to incorporate all of the family, like you've mentioned, the, the whole entire family dynamics change, and it just makes you exit the house like just differently, yeah. right? With your head held high, chest up, and you're ready to take on the day. Yes. And I think so many of us, especially here in America, where it's a very driven culture. We're very driven. And what's the next best thing? How are you going to build bigger and better and better? And then there's also this concept of, you know, keep your head down and you hustle, hustle, hustle. And one day you can enjoy it. There are no rollover minutes in life. And those minutes that you're using up now, just toiling in that grueling process and you don't allow for any of the fun, not only can you, A, not guarantee that that fun and those moments of happy are going to happen, but B, you may not even be around to enjoy it or those relationships have been so severed or you've quite honestly forgotten how to. And that's the part that breaks my heart is I see these people who now at retirement age are thinking, now I'm going to enjoy it. And, you know, their, their partners have left them, their kids are distant, and they just don't really understand even how to do it anymore. And so if we can take those, you know, kind of have our cake and eat it too, like let's, let's be driven. Let's have those missions and those big goals and let's move forward. But in order for that to be sustainable, in order for us to keep on going and to have the stamina is we have to have that purpose and those things that drive us. And some of that is finding life, not just making a dying, but making a living. Where is your life coming from and what's lighting you up and exciting you and driving you forward. And so even for the people that really do need to hustle, maybe they need to pay off their debt, get work really hard. If you do that with an end goal, you say, I know that I need to do it for this amount of time. Then first off, you're a little bit more driven because there is that end goal and there's that purpose behind it. But second off, I always encourage them to still make sure that you budget time for time and money, whatever you need to add in those moments of fun and joy throughout so that you don't get so burned out. You won't have anything left at the end. Budget life into your life. Exactly. (laughs) It is so important. And it's so much more fun. People have asked me on the road, how do you have your kids? How are they handling with this? How do you help them cope with your nomadic lifestyle? 
anybody who can talk to my children can see very quickly, this is not a coping thing that they are here to endure. It's kind of one of those where we say we're an open book. I mean, we're a testament to it. If you see us act, reacting in stress and anger and resentment and frowns on our faces all the time, then clearly we're forcing something here. But our life and the rainbows and unicorns we joke about that follow us everywhere we go is not just a matter of luck. It's a matter of intention. We're choosing it and we are choosing to find joy and to find gratitude in every day. And I feel like it's beautiful to be able to walk the walk and to be an example of what I hope to share, hope to inspire others to find and create their own stories and to really enjoy the process. Yeah, yeah. And I think Ashley... If we can help, and I know you're helping and I have it on my end, I'm helping. And the more we can actually help others be able to help other individuals get into this type of limelight of a different idea of living, I just think it will make for a better world. It it will just make even for a better country because, you know, I think right now we're just, everyone's a lot, they have a lot of stress. So it's like kind of pulling back. And even if you just unplug, shut all the screens down just on maybe a Sunday or Saturday and just get Mm -hmm. out, go to a park with your family. It just lifts you up in a different way. And uh, maybe you're not able to travel right now, but you can start out with those tiny little things like that. I mean, we do like staycations where we just go and just get into a hotel just to get out of our existing environment. And you won't believe how much it shifts and changes your mindset. It's all wrapped around your mind. And when you can change your mind, you can then change other things around you because fun can't come in chaos. They just don't mix mm-hmm. together. So you got you to gotta start getting rid of the chaos so then that the, you can see the fun starting to creep back in, right? Very much so. And there are those different de-stressors for everyone. And that's where understanding your personality style can really help. Because when I talk with families or business professionals, when I talk with people about understanding their personality styles, it's not to slap a label on them. And it's not that this assessment is going to be your answer to everything or anything like that. It's simply to open the door to self-awareness. And what it does is it helps people to understand, you know, what strengths, what beautiful strengths they have. And it validates and affirms that but also looks at, you know, how are you motivated and what recharges you? You Some people are super recharged by workaholism. I mean, cutting, you know, closing the door and hustling really hard and having a 12 hour workday and accomplishing a ton and checking it off. And that's a, that's something that really lights them up. That can completely drain someone else and their way to recharge is to take a nap or read a book. And those are both perfectly legit ways to recharge. So the more that you're understanding yourself, the more you can find those ways to yeah, to help keep your sanity and de-stress. Another book that I read on my own journey was by Gary Keller, and it was The One Thing. And, you know, it's a quick read, Love but that it's book. beautiful. <laughs> yes. And so we always, you know, every actions or every coaching session that I do with families, I ask, right, we go to the end and, you know, what is the one thing? What's the one thing that you're taking out of this that you can start doing right now? And those little things just help to, you know, baby step it back to something simple that you can do. And yeah, it doesn't have to be that you have to immediately sell everything and hit the road in an RV. But what's one thing you can do to create that adventure mindset in your life right now? I love it. I love it. So take me through the flow of a client. So let's say someone's interested in speaking with you. What is it that they do? What's the process? Okay. I have found that there is a lot of beauty in collaboration. 
and in figuring out where my voice is, I've found that my voice has really been helpful as a go-to within some other companies and organizations. So my coaching is really focused. I have six key areas that I talk about, and the foundation is always on personality styles. It's understanding who you are and who is in your family. And I use DISC personality styles, and the only reason I use DISC is because it's super simple. I can relate it even to animals, and I have ones for as young as five years old and an ebook for younger than that that is relatable in a way that kids can understand how they're motivated and how other kids are act, act differently and things like that. So personality styles is kind of the basis of where we start. And then we talk about marriage and intimacy. I talk about parenting. And then we go into minimalism, alternative education, or family adventure. And those are where then my coaching becomes more unique to what the situation is. And so I have partnered with companies like 48 Days where I'm dealing a lot of times with entrepreneurial families where somebody is starting their own business and they're navigating both. So I'm helping them on the business side, but then I'm also helping them balance the family when you're in that, especially in the beginning of business and trying to juggle it all and where you put your time and your energy, you know, it's not just a perfect balance all the time and they don't stay on hold. You have to have still keep all the balls in the air. So there's that. But then I also have partnered with full-time families where I help families that are transitioning to this new lifestyle of being on the road and all of the, I mean, a whole lifestyle shift of going from a sticks and bricks home to an RV. And I help do that along with the support of my course. And then I also have worked with Acton Academy and Acton Academy, for those of you that don't know, it is, I kind of describe it like private school for unschoolers. And it is an amazing organization. And they have 85 schools across the world. I know they have one in Malaysia, in Guatemala, lots in the States. And it was started out of Austin, Texas. And, and I work with them for Acton families in helping families in helping their children thrive in a very non-traditional environment. Because in Acton Academies, there are no teachers. There are only guides. And a big part of the hero's journey, which are what the students are called, a big part of the journey is allowing them to struggle and allowing for those failures and setbacks and critical thinking and all of that. And so that can be really hard for a parent, especially if you come from a traditional mindset and you want this for your child, but then you're seeing your child, you know, struggling to make sales at a business fair and you're going, he's only seven. And you're saying, well, yes, but look at the beautiful lessons that they're learning through it. And so I kind of help families through that as well. So cool. You know, when you just said, you know, they have a little struggle. I was laughing at uh, with some friends and we were talking about our kids and I was like, do kids really struggle? Like we used to have a more struggle, right? Oh, and I, said, yeah. I feel like that's what builds your character. So yeah. I love it. And I was like, you know what? I create struggle. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, and I, I talk with parents a lot of times about that because oftentimes they come for the sake of a child and what it really boils down to is really having that more child-centered home. And I, we end up spending a lot of time focusing on the relationship of the parents and looking at coming back to a family-centered home, not a child-centered home. I talk with them about that, you know, in our desire to lift our children up and to give them all that we want to offer them and have them thrive. Sometimes we negate um, 
oh, what's the word that I'm looking for? I mean, we want to empower them to work through their own struggles. Is it coddle? Is that the word we coddle? <laughs> we do. We do coddle. And okay, we, good. Because I've been had with that too. I'm like, there's a difference. And don't get my words mixed up. I love cuddling and holding my kids and all that. Yes. Cuddling is way different than coddling, you know? Yes. So Coddling, it makes it harder for them to really be able to make those own self-experience like situations, right? Right. Well, it's kind of like the same thing of teaching. I mean, when a child is learning to walk, a child does not learn to walk by never hitting the ground. They learn to walk by falling and navigating what balance feels like. And if they've never experienced when they've tripped, then they aren't able to effectively walk. And as they get older, we try to ease the process. And in doing that, unfortunately, what happens is, you know, we humor the kid who doesn't know when enough is enough. And we say, oh, they're just being kids. And we humor and humor. But one day, mommy and daddy that love them is not going to be the one who gets to that point. And then our children are faced with a very rude awakening. And sometimes it's done in a much more malicious way. And so if we have the opportunity to give our children to struggle in a loving environment to say, hey, I know this is hard. This is tough, but I love you and I support you through it. Doing that and allowing for that struggle gives them so much more confidence to navigate it in a world that is not just loving parents. And there are those people out there that can be very harsh critics. So I want my kids to have the upper hand to go ahead and have experienced a little bit of struggle and have the critical thinking skills to get out of it out there in the real world. Yeah, I totally agree with you because it's the real world and you have to like really kind of set the stage for them to understand that. And it's like little tidbits that you can help them along the way. You don't have to completely pull the rug from underneath them, but you can definitely build on top of it and and make that happen. So Ashley, uh, with that being said, how would someone get in touch with you? If they wanted to connect with Ashley to learn more about your programs, how would we go ahead and get in touch with you? Well, so since we're on the family adventure mindset, if you put family adventure at the end of my podcast, it takes you directly to all of the things that have to do with family adventures. So it takes you to learning about my webinar. It has blog posts like how to travel when you can't afford to and a whole podcast series because my husband and I have a podcast, Mama Says Namaste podcast. And of course, I'm going to say that's the first place to reach out because obviously, since you're listening to this, you're a podcaster. So search the Mama Says Namaste podcast and that's M-A-M-A. And if you search that, we do that in Q&A now. So Nathan and I answer questions in different topics each week. The first six seasons are actually their subject focus. So they are the six areas of focus that we focus in on. And so we dive deep into those as well. So there's some binge-worthy seasons at the front end and then Q&A. So there's that. And then there's also just on my website, mamasaysnamaste.com. And you'll have resources again to those six categories and some ways to get you started in each of those. Perfect. Of course, I'll link all of that in the show notes. So Ashley, this next part of the show, I like to really get into personality. So I'll ask you some personality questions so that we can get to know you even a little bit more. So the first one is, if you could go back and talk to your 10-year-old self about life, what would you tell yourself? Oh, man. I'd say, take off your shoes and love who you are. And that was uh, because actually as a kid, somebody told me I had ugly feet. I was a kid that was out in nature all the time and I carried a little bit of self-consciousness and I stepped out of that. And to me right now, 
one of the biggest stress relievers that I can do is go outside and ground myself and be barefoot in the earth. So having those moments of just really connecting with the earth and recognizing this is me right now. I have to love who I am in order for anyone else to be able to, to love me as well. Oh, I love that. I love that. The next one is if you could be any animal in the world, what animal would you be and why? To have to be a real life animal because it would completely be a Pegasus unicorn. <laughs> I get the beauty of every aspect. I can fly and it's a majestic horse that's, that, you know, sends love. So that would be my first and foremost choice. If that would not work, it would probably be a bird of some sort because the idea of soaring and being able to walk or fly sounds pretty fascinating as well. Yeah. So this one's good for you. What's the furthest place that you've traveled from your birthplace? I was born in Bowling Green, Kentucky. So the furthest away from there was is probably London, England. And I went over there right before I got married and spent 10 days in the Cotswold villages around London, England. Yeah, beautiful there. Beautiful mm-hmm. there. And then this last one is what is the meaning or what's the story behind your name? <laughs> the story behind my name actually was that my mother was a huge fan of Gone with the Wind. So she named me after Ashley Wilkes. And I actually found that out when I was in third grade and we were just getting ready to move to a new state. And I was very put off that she chose the boy who was kind of a putz and not Katie Scarlett, who was the star of Gone with the Wind. So I actually went through a whole semester of school. I found out she had also talked about naming me Natalie, and I was Natalie for a few hours after I was born before they changed it on the birth certificate. So I signed all my papers in my uh, third grade year as Natalie, as a protest to my name. (laughs) I love it. Yes. (laughs) Obviously, I've decided to embrace it now. So it is Ashley, and I am fine with Ashley, but there was a a bit of a protest about my name. (laughs) That was you standing firm as to who you are. Exactly. (laughs) I am right now. Yes. So, Ashley, it's been absolutely a pleasure having you on the show. Do you have any parting words for the listeners that are listening here today? The big one is just don't wait for one day to really enjoy and embrace life. It is beautiful and it's a choice on how you're going to see it. You all have multiple stories that you can write about your life. So are you going to be a victim of circumstance or are you going to choose to be proactive and get intentional about creating that life that you want? And it all starts with those first little steps and that one thing you choose to focus in on. So embrace it and recognize how the uniqueness in each of us strengthens all of us. There you have it. Final words from Ashley. Ashley, thank you so much for being on the show. Listeners, as always, I will link everything in the show notes. And remember to stand out, be you, and that you don't have to be perfect. You just have to be you. listening to the show and wondering how you can turn your passion into a business, but you don't quite know how to go about doing it. Well, I've received a few emails from some of you and I decided to put together a business guide for you. 
Within this guide, I walk you through three easy steps to get started, and I also included in there twenty business ideas that you could easily start today. And I know because I've done some of them, as well as some of our solopreneurs here on Stand Up BU. You can go to tequiladotter.com forward slash business guide to grab it. <laughs>